0: New Vision Podcast, my name is Delaney Degelo, and I am so glad that you guys have tuned in today, wherever you are, whether you're in your car on the way to work, you're at your house getting ready, whatever you're doing, we are glad that you are listening and glad that you're here with us as we continue the Never Lost, A Journey to Victory series. You guys, this title gets me excited, the idea that God has never lost and that we are invited on a journey to victory. like How amazing is that? It is Easter season. Easter is almost here. And that is a season that can seem like so exciting, but we get caught up in, you know, the cute Easter baskets. And if you're a girl, you're like, got to get my Easter outfit, got to look fresh. And it's so easy to get so fixated on that that we miss the fact that this season is a reminder of ultimate victory that Jesus did for us on the cross that we're invited into. And I'm so excited to be talking about that today. I'm going to be reading out of Exodus 32, verses 1 through 14, and then continuing in verses 30 through 35. And also I'll be in Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34. We got a lot of scripture. I'm going to be reading out of the NIV version, but just get ready because it is good. And today we're actually going to be talking about idols and this is something that it's really easy to tune out and be like um I don't have an idol I do not have a shrine of a person in my living room and I do not have a golden calf like these people created but bear with me because I think there's a lot for us to learn from this so I'm gonna go ahead and start reading in Exodus 32. It says, When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, your daughters are wearing, and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made into an idol in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterwards they sat down to eat and drink and got up and indulged in revelry. Then the Lord said to Moses, go down because your people whom you brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not... "...bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on His people the disaster He had threatened." Continuing in verse 30, it says, "...then the next day Moses said to his people, You have committed a great sin, but now I will go to the Lord." Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses went back to the Lord and said, Oh, what a great sin these people have committed. They have made themselves gods of gold. But now please forgive their sin. But if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. The Lord replied to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. Now go lead the people to the place I spoke of and my angel will go before you. However, when the time comes for me to punish, I will punish them for their sin. And the Lord struck the people with the plague because of what they did with the calf Aaron had made. All right, so that's it. All we're going to read from Exodus 32. So we're going to go on to Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34. It says, Then the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the old people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. Because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I'll make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, No, Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Like I said, a lot of content, but we're really going to focus on this idea of settling for lesser. So it baffles me. The Israelites, you guys, they, they have just seen God do incredible things. They've seen God part the Red Sea. They have God, seen God get them out of situations that they could have never gotten themselves out of. And what do they do? They settle for lesser, okay? Things were not going according to their plan. You can see that in the first verse. They're talking about how Moses, it says in verse one, the people saw that Moses was no was so long in coming down from the mountain. They are impatient. They are like, Moses isn't back. He was supposed to be back by now. And so they have decided that they need to make their own plan. And I think that we are all guilty of the same thing, you guys. We are so guilty of being impatient with the Lord, being demanding of the Lord. And we're just like these Israelites. We forget all that God has done for us. You know, we might not have seen God part the Red Sea, but we've, we've got the word of God and we know the ending. We've seen incredible things that God has done in the past and even in our own lives. But a big idea of this story is the golden calf, which is, you know, what we think of when we think of idols. They built this gold calf out of the earrings and Aaron was a part of building this gold calf. And like I said earlier, it's really easy for us to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I cannot relate because I do not have a golden calf in my living room. Therefore, I am not a person that has idols. Now, we are very incorrect if we think that we do not have idols in our lives. An idol is something that we have elevated to the point of worship in our own lives. We have admired it or loved it so much that we have put it up on a pedestal. And so we might not have a golden calf in our living room, but I promise you we have idols in our own lives. Things like job, Money, social media, it is anything that we have placed in our sights more than we have sought the Lord. And that is scary to think about the fact that we do have our own golden calves. I hate to say it, but uh, look down at your cellular device. I think that is a golden calf for a lot of us. We spend hours upon hours upon hours seeking truth from that instead of going to God himself. But that's another conversation for another time. But we can relate to this story. Because we are just like the Israelites who become impatient with God. So we turn to the things that we can create for victory. And I would like to say this on the front end. We are talking about how God has never lost. And I want to remind you of something that is very important for all of us to remember. Victory does not come from man-made things. Ultimate victory does not come from things that we could create on our own. If you make all the money in the world it's not victory. If you get all the likes possible on social media, it's not victory. If everybody in the world loves you, it's not victory. Cause even in God's word, it says the world's not going to love us as believers. So we begin to think that victory comes from things that we can create, which is the same as, as these people, they're, they're like, we can make our own God, something that we can see and touch, which is just like us our works, we can see that, we can touch that, we can see how much money we have, we can see what social media empire we've made, how many people like us, How how what people say about us. We think that we are in charge and that victories come from us. And that is not correct because if I, a person, cannot even put together Ikea furniture, why do I think that I can create a victory on my own or create something better than what God has to offer me And that's what they're doing here. They are missing the big picture that God is the one that goes before them, that makes plans that are greater than what they could create. And ultimately, victory through all of that they faced came from God. It came from God empowering them to do these things. Like Moses did not part the Red Sea on his own. That was through the power of God that he did that. And the problem is these people are just like us. They say, when they're talking about Moses not coming down from the mountain, they say, we don't know what has happened to them. And the fear of the unknown drove them to self-reliance and disobedience against God. So once again, we're like, God, you're not giving me a win right now. I feel like you're not there. You're not present. So we take it into our own control. And we think that we can bring about some victory that God's not offering us. But we have missed it. We have missed it. And I also love the fact that they built The gold calf out of their earrings, and they took what they had in their possession as their best and made less than, which is what we do all the time. We have God, a perfect creator, a perfect savior through Jesus, which we'll get to that in a second. And we try to create less than. You know, we have the word of God, and we're like, God, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to try to make my own plan over here. And It's crazy to think that God invites us into something that is better than we could create on our own, but we settle for less than because it's that instant gratification of, you know what, I can create my own victory. But if you guys are like me, we have realized that the victory is not from us. But here's the thing God has never lost against sin, God has the ultimate victory over sin. And the cool thing is this because he has the victory through what Jesus did on the cross. We are invited into that victory, which, amen. I love hearing that I'm on the winning team. I don't know about you guys. I like a good victory. And so the fact that God has never lost the battle against sin, yes, as we can see in the story of Exodus with the golden calf, God was frustrated. Sin frustrates God. Disobedience frustrates God, but he didn't lose. Instead, he made a new covenant with us, which is what we see talked about in Jeremiah. So this covenant that he's talking about where it says in verse 34, that I will forgive their wickedness and I'll remember their sin no more. You guys, the ultimate victory came on the cross. It came through the death of a savior who loves us so much that he said, you know what? You lose the battle daily to sin. You all make your golden calves. You all settle for less than, and you all put things above God. But guess what? I love you regardless of that. And instead of you walking in defeat because sin brings death, Sin brings defeat. Sin brings separation from God, which is a loss. Instead, Jesus says, you know what? I'm stepping in. I am the new covenant because I don't want you to be separate from God. I don't want you to have to face this wrath that God was talking about. Instead, I want to give you the victory. And it's so sweet that God says like, I will be their God and they will be my people. He says that in verse 33. And we are invited into that victory through this new covenant, which was Jesus dying on the cross. And the cool thing is God has also never lost sight of his love for us, which we can see through this story. You know, Moses has to go on behalf of the people. he, Their sin affected him because sin always affects other people. But guess what? God was still willing to forgive them even when he was frustrated and God didn't lose to sin. But guess what? He never lost sight of his love for us, which is why we get the new covenant through Jesus. So I would say as we're reading through this story, go back and read it again. I know there's a lot and there's a lot more I would love to say, but we all have golden casts in our life. We We have settled for fake victories. We have settled for idols that can never take the place of our God, who can never take the place of Jesus, who made the ultimate sacrifice for us. So as I sit here, I try to reflect, or what are these golden calves that I've put a lot of hope into, that I have idolized, that I have sought and put more effort into than my relationship with God? Like, What do I spend more time with than the creator of the universe himself? Like, What am I... What man-made objects or man-made victories am I putting my hope in? And we need to reflect on that because we do not want to be like the Israelites who start to worship this calf and forget all that God has done for them. And we cannot forget all that Jesus did on the cross for us, that new covenant that we're invited into. Because you guys, spoiler alert, the victory comes to our team as believers. We are victorious and victory was found on a cross in the most unexpected place, a place that seemed like defeat. Victory was found. So today I would challenge you to think about what golden calves do you have in your life? Is it your job? Is it money? Is it social media? Is it people's approval? Because we want to get those calves out of here, everybody, because we are celebrating a risen savior and it is worth laying down the things that are less than. So I love you guys and I hope that this was helpful for you and we cannot wait to see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.